It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. This meeting is being recorded, folks, because it is a yes, it's the sports dump. It's not weekly. It's barely monthly anymore, but it is a sports dump episode because there are big sports news actions happening. Now, uh, we've got our biggest guest panel we've ever had on the show. Of course, I'm Joe Canale, and I'm here with my co-host, formerly ex-co-host, and now I think he's back as my co-host, Dan Antonucci. Dan, say hi. Hey, everybody. Great beer today on this Saturday, or whatever day it may be. It is Saturday. And we also have two special guests, uh, because we're going to talk about the baseball trade deadline. One of them is, of course, our baseball history expert, my brother, who doesn't really pay attention to the season statistics until 10 years afterwards. <laughs> uh, then he'll look at them. And also a uh, longtime lifetime Cubs fan, Cubs season ticket holder and witness to the greatest purge in the history of baseball trade deadlines. Scott Goldstein, who is driving as he <laughs> as he does this episode. Say hi, Scott. Hi, everybody. I'm driving. It's perfectly safe. I'm hands free. Yeah. We're not going to put the video on because I'm sure we'd be prosecuted if we did for the dangerous driving Scott is doing. I will point out both Scott and I were wearing Expos hats and my brother is wearing a Oreos hat, as I like to call it. And uh, Dan uh, is wearing a Dodgers hat. So none of us are wearing the hats of teams we've ever rooted for. That's the world we live in now. And it's a crazy world. And, and there's a few crazy things that have happened. So that's what I figured I'd do an episode for. <coughs> <coughs> that's our cough button. Are you okay yeah we have a cough button but it's a backwards cough button it just puts coughs in and uh so we had the nba draft and we had the major league baseball trade deadline what a lovely view scott we're going to start with driving the, anymore we're going to start with baseball because uh, again scott is on his way to a vacation and i can see why a cubs fan would need a vacation after what we just witnessed yeah, that was a that was not the uh, uh, I mean, I knew it was coming, but this should have happened two years ago. Perhaps and it's annoying that it's happening now. And it seemed like it was happening last minute and rushed. And we gave yes. away the emotional uh, core of the team. And we received really not that much in return because of trading them here in this last year of Rizzo, Bryant's and Baez's contracts. They yes, they 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 probably pulled the pulled the plug a little too late and then got a limited return for that. But I do think this was Theo's plan. He had all these guys on the same contract year. So his plan may have been now my brother has a Astros hat somehow. The plan may have been to trade all these guys last year. If Theo was still in there and everything and he felt like it wasn't going like I think he plotted it out pretty well. They won the World Series. All their contracts were kind of lined up, but then there was none of the winning. And I have a theory on this which is the winning a World Series for the Cubs was such an emotional event for the city, for the fans, and most importantly for the players that the promise of a dynasty out of this team was very tough because the emotional toll just winning one series took on the Cubs prevented them from being able to have a run. Like when the Yankees won two in a row, they'd already won a World Series a couple of years before that. They were the Yankees, so they didn't quite have the same historical pressure of not winning. 
does anyone agree that the Cubs were basically always bound to one year winning and then just get rid of it all? No, no. not necessarily because the Red Sox weren't. Yeah, but the Red Sox have a different the Red Sox. They've always had the arrogance of a loser, which is a weird thing. Like they've always had losers arrogance, if that can be such a thing. So when they won, it was easy to transition. I feel like the Cubs have always had losers. What's the opposite of arrogance? Insecurity? No, I don't think there was any insecurity. And I think you could see that in the blind arrogance of, of Cubs fans in general. Uh, but I think what you had was a more external thing where um, the neighborhood was changing the shift. The narrative in the organization was, you know, we're going to build this park as the center of an entertainment district. And I feel like that's where things got distracted. There wasn't a sense of urgency to win anymore. There was an idea that the teams were under control for the players were under team control till 2021, 2022. Remember at the beginning of the um, 2016 season, there was a, a meeting. Uh, uh, Theo Epstein has, has a foundation that we work with. And he, he was, everybody was circled around and people were talking about what a great year 2015 was. And he said, yeah, 2016. He goes, but what I'm really most excited about is that we have the core of this team under team control for five more years. And I think there was this idea that they could restock along the way, but when you're building out um, a hotel, yeah. you're building out restaurants, the, and remember that Crane Kenny is still the president of business operations, right? They split business and baseball. And I think that split focus ended up hurting them. Right. Because what's good for business isn't necessarily good for baseball. Well, that's very important. I think, I think you're right in that, in that Theo, He's brilliant. He's a Hall of Famer. We all know that. Right. And what he did with the Red Sox was pretty grandfather sp- rode Casablanca. There you go. And he, but the, he proved with the Red Sox that he didn't. It wasn't just a one off. He built sustainability there and he thought he had done the same thing in Chicago. But you're right. During the same period that they were enjoying this success on the field, I think they parlayed that into the neighborhood business renovation and they used that success in that way instead of just twisting it back into the team winning and all that. And, and so when everybody goes, everybody went like, again, they didn't win any of these past few seasons. Maybe last year they should have done it, but they clearly came to the end of the road and had to just dump everything. Now I can't imagine what that's like because a, I'm a Yankee fan. And so they don't have the same like one world series meaning as much, but then when you have that and then they take everybody away, and to, to add insult to injury, the Nationals trade Schwarber and Lester and, 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 and Le- just to just to throw a couple more guys from that World Series team into the trade mix on trade deadline day. It made it seem like that whole team got traded. Well, and they did that, you know, before last season, they let Lester and Schwarber walk when the guys they all wanted to stay in Chicago. There's no doubt that all of these guys, they're folk heroes. They don't pay for a meal. Everybody loves them. They can walk to the ballpark. Uh, the fact that it feels, it feels like Lester is the extra kick in the teeth. Schwaber's not so bad. Cause you can imagine all the Boston fans saying yes. Schwaba and he was Schwaber. traded and he, you know, like bo- both those guys have been gone for a bit, but having Lester go to the Cardinals at the trade deadline is, is a kick in the dick right there. No Terrible. doubt uh, on top of everything else. I mean, the, the thing that really hurts is they could have signed Rizzo. Um, they offered him a deal. What was it like uh, five years for 70 or something yeah. like that? He turned it down, which is smart. So right. He could get more. Um, 
you knew you knew you were going to lose Bryant eventually because of Scott Boris and the original controversy over. His All early of, you knew that time. you knew that right from the service time that he was meant to, Hobby to leave. Was one that really hurts because you're, you don't have Hobby at peak value. You did get a number one draft pick for him, but the kid, but he's got a shoulder injury. He's a yes. single A ball player, right? But Hobby is a Hobby's a guy who is Rizzo and Bryant. That hurts. You could see it coming. Javi is just so dynamic. Yeah. Where are you ever going to find another guy? <laughs> and he's the youngest of all them. Play every position. They're going to play every position. He's the youngest of all young. those guys. You're right. He he had the most future ahead of him. I thought and that was years the one with guy. the organization. He's I been thought in the he organization had... before Epstein. Guy before Hoyer. Out like that. I don't know. What's that? He strikes out a lot. He, he does strike out a lot. I was going to say my brother has switched to a Brewers hat. I don't know where you got all these hats, Mike, but these are old. They're old. Okay. Well, that is true about all the Cubs. I don't want to talk about too much of the other stuff in the trade deadline, except the Dodgers have an all-star team basically on their bench. They have four Cy Young winners on their team. They have like three MVPs on their team right now. Who are their four Cy Young winners? Price, Scherzer, Kershaw, Kershaw, and uh, didn't watch it. Did Bauer win one? Well, he's not. Uh, he's not playing on the team play anymore. That's true. That's true. But that that Talk was Trevor Bauer. Can I that say was that worse? Sure, you can. That was worse okay. than anything the Yankees have ever done. Like the compiling of talent on that team. The Yankees have never had a two hundred eighty million dollar. Uh, what, what do you call it? Payroll. Payroll. Thank you. Nooch, are you still here? No. OK, good. <laughs> Nooch no, is waiting for our NBA draft uh, talk. He's going to jump in on that. Uh, but Hi-yo. so are you happy as a Cubs fan, Scott? That's what I want to ask you. It's all over now. The run is over. Clearly, you're a little disappointed with how they handled it. But isn't it better to have ripped the Band-Aid off all at once here? No, because they didn't rip it off at once. This has been a slow motion car wreck. Like okay. I said, letting trading Darvish. Yeah, I guess you're right. If you go back and letting those guys go, this was just the final rip. And then they give you this illusion the first couple months of the season before the great June swoon that you're actually got a team that they might be buying. That was the best bullpen I've ever seen on a Cubs team. And they pitched a no hitter together Uh, to and like Kimbrell Chafin. These guys were magnificent out of the pen. Uh, they could have bought a couple starters and actually made a run at the central. It's a fairly weak division. It is. It is. Anybody so, could win that. This is like a gut. It's been like a series of gut punches. You remember, we only had six days to enjoy uh, the white, the, the Cubs victory in 2016 before uh, the world started to fall apart. What happened? Oh, did they? Oh, Trump, did Trump win 3rd. the election. Oh, my God. Like less than a week after that. Yeah. Oh, my and, God. So we never really got to enjoy being world. This is the Cubs fault. This is all. Yeah, this is the Cubs fault. You're just realizing that now. Yes. The Cubs win brought about the whole end of the world. That's why the Knicks can never win, because that That would finish it off. That would be the Jets. The Jets, actually. Or I'm not going to out him. He texted our, our text group today. It's a bunch of guys from growing up. And he said, guys, I have a confession to make. Uh, during the World Series, I said I'd rather have a Cubs World Series victory than Hillary and Clinton as Trump. president. Oh my! And, God. It, and it happened, and uh, we haven't figured out how to punish him yet. Oh, it should be death, death by and I don't really know what, be. death by like McDonald's burgers in honor of t- Donald Trump. 
Wow. Well, that 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 was the revelation at the end there. We buried the lead that the Cubs World Series victory is what brought about the basic end of the world that we're witnessing right now. You know, it was going to happen either way, the way I look at it. Indians <laughs> or Cubs, you were going to have some kind of category. That's true. That is true. Uh, I think, Mike, you make a good point that if the Jets or the Knicks, really, that's the problem. The New York has two teams that could actually bring about the end of the world with a championship. Indians, maybe, but th- that's Cleveland. Nobody it's really Cleveland and kind of, you know, LeBron, LeBron. Kind those of, are the Guardians. Yes, Guardians. right. The Guardians. They've done well to, to, to remove the hundred years of of honoring if a the slur. Knicks win it, it won't be adam silver bringing the trophy it'll be jesus christ himself because it, yeah. will, be the second. it will be, be uh, it will be revelation it will it'll be the devil dude here comes all right nooch is coming with his uh with his charlotte hornets gear we've represented every team here now this is a good transition uh talking about the knicks and then basketball and then the hey, charlotte I hornets to say one thing about right. Derek jeter oh yes yeah, so we're still on baseball go ahead Real quick, I was looking at his statistics, right? I was looking at career war of players, not pitchers not included, career right. war, including defense. Yes. He is 61st. All time. If you take defense out, if you just do offensive war, he becomes 20th. His leap, between his, def, his defense was so putrid that he the, the entire top 20 of, of all the other players remained the same. Right. Except for him. He jumps in at number 20 because his defense was so bad. Oh, my he's God. He's still dating Minka Kelly. No. Is that God. over? I don't okay. know. That's, he's married. I think he has a kid now. Is he married? Yeah, I, I believe so. He's married. The, he gave the ultimate gift basket. So you're saying what? So he has what? Negative 20 defensive well, runs in his career? The way the yeah, the way the uh, I don't know how the the numbers, the, the equation slightly different between offensive and like the entire sure. thing. But he he is essentially maybe the worst defensive player statistically of all. I didn't even think he was that good of an offensive player, though, to be in the top 20. Well, his he, he compiled compiler huge numbers during a weak he's, era, played a long time during a weak era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. kind of like a poor man's Pete Rose, honestly. Yes. Yeah. Right. With a with a, without the, the versatility. Who the top shortstops in the league at the time. Well, Larkin. Was 10 times better. Well, you had Tejada, you had Nomar Garcia Parr. You had a bunch of juicers throughout that era. Uh, but the yeah, it was Ripken, the toward the end of Larkin or. Yep. But uh, but it was a rod was really the big shortstop during that era. And and he's far ahead of Jeter in total war, isn't he? Total. Who's, who's a rod yeah. dating now? Uh, he's 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 a free man. J-Lo is okay. back with Ben doing her. I think that's all marketing. And really just show oh, Jeter what's what. That would be that would be ultimate because because, you know, A-Rod has always been, despite his statistical superiority, has always been in Jeter's shadow, I think, in his mind, at least. He's so much better of a, like a personality. Like he's great doing baseball broadcasts. He's I, I'm a way bigger A-Rod fan than Jeter. Way. I agree. I think A-Rod is filled with insecurity and Jeter is filled with false security. Yes. And that's what makes them the way they are. Like A-Rod should be the superstar, but his insecurities over the years have led him to a lot of bad decisions. Whereas Jeter's boringness has actually led him to stay away from bad decisions just because he's so damn boring. Yeah. All right. Well, boring is really a good word to end baseball talk on. Let's go <laughs> over to uh, basketball. And Nooch, I expect some uh, input from you here at this point. Derek Jeter was also a very good basketball player. 
So was Don Mattingly. Yep. Okay. Yeah. For their so yes. was Dave Winfield. Well, now Winfield, if you want to pick a baseball, a basketball player out of those three guys, I'm taking Winfield all the way. And again, Dave Winfield would be Michael Jordan's height. Okay, so Dave Winfield, who's a huge dude in baseball, would be a mid-size shooting guard in the NBA today, which is crazy. Now, well, go ahead, Joe. Here you go. Listen to this craziness. I'm listening. An elite, elite level baseball player. Uh, and he had to choose between baseball and basketball, James Booknight. He was an elite baseball player? Yes. I mean, I'm sure he still is. So we're going to switch over. Go ahead. Who else had to do that? Johan Cruyff had to choose between baseball and soccer. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'll tell you what, being a Dutch baseball player would not have been a great idea in the, what, late 60s, early 70s? Yeah. As a Cubs (laughs) fan, can I just throw Jeff Samarja in there? Sure. Notre Dame wide receiver. Did he play basketball, too? He didn't play at Notre Dame, though. No, but he did play football and baseball. He had to choose. Great athlete. Great athlete. Terrible Uh, haircut. Very awful haircut. Is he still on the Giants, or is he out of baseball by now? I don't know, but my favorite, one of my favorite Wikipedia edits was somebody edited as soon as he got traded uh, to the Giants. They wrote, uh, Jeff Samarja, also known as the Shart. <laughs> the Shart. Shart is a great word. Very and by nice. the way, next episode, Scott will be back with his top 10 Wikipedia edit moments in history. Yes, great. So let's talk about the NBA draft. Let's first of all talk about, I mean, the draft is whatever. We'll talk about Boat Night because he slipped a lot and he's your guy there, Nooch. And Jordan just loves UConn guards. He can't get enough of UConn guards. Ben Gordon, I think he's had. Yeah, That's you can jump out if you have to, Scott. Who's he's the had, only one he had? He drafted uh, Kemba, Jeremy Lamb, Book Knight. Yes. Maybe towards the end of uh, Gordon's career, he got one or two weeks with the Hornets. I so think he had a week right. or two with yeah. them, but I, th- Jordan just loves those Yukon guards. Scott's out as we move on to basketball talk. Thank you, Scott. I'm going to uh, get back on the road. Love you. Get guys. on the road. Absolutely. Yeah. Sorry Great about work, your Cubs. Scott. You got one. You got you. one. You'll get another next way, century. Uh, the Anthony Rizzo Twitter content from New Yorkers is excellent. I recommend Jesus who had the, uh, what was it? Anthony Vincent Rizzo, true Yankee. Uh, Hit a homer last night. 450 foot home run for you. You're Ah, welcome. That was one of his top five longest home runs in his career. He knows what's up. He knows what's happening. That's right. All right. Talk to you guys later. Later. Thank you, Scott. Bye, Scott. Scott. All right. Now, uh, for the basketball, what do you guys think, guys, of uh, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers since we're here in L.A.? Um, I I don't care. Is that can that be a take? That can be a take for you, Mike. Uh, this is what Nooch is here for. He's our NBA expert. Uh, <laughs> I well, I not that I don't care. I just don't think it's going to be that big a deal. All right, Dan, you are our NBA expert. What do you think? Yeah, Hornets. I see it, Dan. What do you I think see- about Russell Westbrook? Ball hog. Yeah. Extraordinaire. Triple double machine. Potentially the most statistically rebound heavy starting five in the history of basketball. <laughs> If you keep drumming and you roll out those, I'm serious. You're right. Like, the, if be, nothing else, they're going to get rebounds for, for all two reasons. Shots they two take. reasons. <laughs> Miss shots. That's it. You got you got Westbrook and, and LeBron as the two best three point shooters on that team, cool. which is marginally better than any of the two of us yeah. in this show. So 
I, think, I predict many follow up dunks. We'll say that. Well, I heard that they are basically bringing Westbrook in so that LeBron can sit for 20 games next year. And Westbrook will, you know, for those 20 games, he's going to get to play 48 minutes and just go crazy. Wow. Could be an idea. Let LeBron sit for a bit. Well, Westbrook's like a Toyota or a Honda or something. You just run him into the ground and that engine keeps on ticking. It's true. It just keeps going. It might, you might have a little less pickup than you did when you first got the car, but that thing will run for 150,000 miles. Sure. Now the last 20,000 miles are probably going to be like a one-to-one assist to turnover ratio for that guy. But, but uh, you know, at least he looks good in the Laker Jersey. He's going to sell a lot of jerseys because he's an LA kid. And, you know, he, he, I think he was a Lakers fan his whole life. Yeah. Go Clippers. (laughs) I think that Clippers might, might actually be better for Westbrook joining. Go ahead. Does that hurt their depth? I mean, you know, they, 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 they have, who is their, that German guy who is their backup point guard? He's going to be gone then. Schroeder's probably going to go because they can't afford to keep him. There were, there were a couple trades that the Lakers could have made where they would have gotten Buddy Heald instead for less than they gave up for Westbrook. And a lot of people think that that actually would have been better because I heard uh, Amina. He hits the three. And Amina Hassan made a, made a great point. Like every team LeBron goes to at first, they try to figure out something new and then they realize, Oh yeah, LeBron and four, three point shooters wins championships. Yeah. Every time. And, and, you know, Anthony Davis can shoot the three, but like LeBron needs LeBron does what Westbrook does better. Right. Well, he's even a better three point shooter. Yes, he's a better everything. He's a better passer. He might he might be about an equal rebounder. But again, Westbrook is taking rebounds from people on his own team. I think Westbrook's more of a stat patter than LeBron is. The Lakers have the worst uh, jump shooting team I've ever seen in the history of basketball. Absolutely. Like the Lakers are going to. You're right about the rebounding. They may be the best rebounding team in the last 40 years since since NBA players started getting good at shooting, you know, like like Wilt Chamberlain or Moses Malone, Moses Malone rebounded about 10 of his own misses every year, every game, rather, which padded his stats a little bit. The Lakers might be up in that where it's like Drummond misses rebounded Westbrook misses rebounded LeBron, where, rebound, you know, and then Anthony yeah. Davis will put it in uh, and then refuse to play center. Were there any draft picks that uh, you guys were Mike? Did you even watch the draft? I did with Ben Cedar. You watched it with Ben Cedar, who's angry at me for some reason. We still haven't figured that out. Did you ever find out, Mike? Nobody ever finds out. So he's back in L.A. Yeah. Well, he was in Chicago for a while. Just visiting. Okay. He visited Kevin Fleming. COVID. He was visiting COVID. He was visiting his friend COVID. <laughs> COVID. And then he brought and then he came back to LA. <laughs> COVID yeah. Johnson. Yeah. There you go. Uh, um, anyway, we watched, we watched it. Um, Thoughts? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I'm not a huge college basketball guy, so I don't know a lot of these guys. I, I thought, I mean, I was paying attention to the Knicks, obviously, and I thought it was interesting that they kept trading back. Um, but they did get a three-point shooter. And then in the second round, they got a guy who thought we could have been a, 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 a first-round pick. To steal. Their fir- their first who was that? Second round. A guy, I, 
Dan, do you remember? No, but I love Ke- Keon Jones a lot. I think you guys are going to be pleased. Didn't they trade he, him? Kid from University of Houston. Yeah. Keon Jones is the one, the, the guy from Houston. He's the three- He's the leaper. Oh, no, they, they traded him. They traded <laughs> yeah, him. He, tra- he was traded to uh, Phoenix. There are so many trades after, like, the 10th pick of the draft that no player drafted ends up on the team that they are drafted by at that point. Yeah, it's amazing. And I want to just point out, like, with number one picks, you're right, Mike. College basketball, why, do, why would you follow it anymore? Because all the good players are now either in Europe or in the G League for a year. You might yeah. get one guy or two guys. Cunningham, the first pick, was obviously, and Suggs. But there were a couple guys from the G League. And the highest draft pick on the Milwaukee Bucks – do you know? Guess who the highest draft pick on the Milwaukee Bucks team is? Um, on their team? Yeah. Brooke Lopez. Yes, Brooke Lopez, number 10 yeah. overall. So that team, Antetokounmpo was like 14. Yeah. All yep. those guys, second rounder for Middleton. So the draft is such a crapshoot now. I think that's why Oklahoma City has just decided to take as many picks as they can. Oh, yeah. And just throw them out there. And if two of those guys, you can get a superstar in the middle of the first draft now. That's an the first round. That's an interesting take. Yeah, because they the guy they got. What is this? The the, the guy they really like, uh, Alexander. Uh, uh, yes, Shea Gregorius Alexander, who the Clippers traded. I don't think he was like a top five guy, was he? No, he was late in the. He was a late pick in the in the in the lottery, maybe fourteen or thirteen. Yeah. But again, they these guys. Have, go ahead. I was going to say these guys are 18, 19 when they're coming in. So you could take a 20 year old at number two, or you could take a 19 year old at number 12. And in that one year of development, the 19 year old might overtake the 20 year old. Yeah. It's just such a, it's so up in the air. Now you just don't even know at that point because no one is the best player. They're going to be at 19 and it's hard to rank. You see this all the time where number one, high school junior guy doesn't even make the NBA. Like Felipe Lopez. Yes. And the ranking from year to year, the younger you are changes more and more because the kid who could be the best 12 year old in the country stops growing. Sure. And then for the next four years, he's just going down and down and down the list. Uh, Whereas some kid from nowhere goes through a six inch growth spurt and goes from being a point guard to a power forward. Right. Yes. So, So basically the draft is is really not watchable for any effective reason like all drafts now it's it's interesting that as the and major league baseball is trying to make their draft and it's really the shittiest of all the drafts because you don't really know who's going to pan out but i feel like all the other drafts are starting to approach the baseball draft in their unpredictability because they're getting younger and younger with these guys well football not as much i don't think yeah, you're right. I guess football, because these guys still have to play so many years. And yeah. next year's NFL draft is actually going to be great because all these super seniors who took another year all right. to stay. Uh, that's going to be one of the best NFL drafts. So compile your picks if you can on that. This was really sports heavy. I didn't know it'd be so sports heavy, but there were events. Yeah. All right. So so. Uh, Nooch, any other observations? Let's talk about your favorite pick in the draft. Uh, James sure. Bowden. What book night, James book night. book night. I always have a quote. I say Jordan, Kobe, book night. And this guy is this, there's probably a little. Thank God this guy came around because that quote for like 
like 10 years ago, that quote was awful. Jordan yeah, Kobe <laughs> boat night. People were like, what? He's like, it's a 10 year old. Don't worry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's creepy. It's creepy. But uh, and, you know, Charlotte, they took uh, Kobe at 13. I think where yeah. did they take boat night? Uh, book night was book night. drafted 11th, 11th. So the same. they picked Jeremy Lamb. Yeah. Lamb. OK. Jeremy Lamb didn't work out. Is a uh, book night uh, a two or a one? Book night, he'll play. He's going to cup check said he'll do one, two, three. Uh, he's naturally a two, okay. but he plays really good defense and he's a very pure shooter. And, and they have a number one moves. in LaMelo ball there. Where oh, they're right. Not- yes. Yeah. Best they actually have a exciting right team now. They do have a good team. Yeah. I, I, I think Cupcheck has actually proven his worth a little bit as like a standard GM. It's hard sometimes when you're the GM of the Lakers to get credit unless you're Jerry West because his name yeah. overhangs everything. And then they get these big superstars. And so it's easy to say, oh, you know, you got Shaq, you got Kobe. It's easy to win. But I think Cupcheck was actually an underrated part of their success. Yep. All right. Yeah, like Mitch. So let's just quickly. Uh, any other NBA observations or uh, or even Major League Baseball observations? Yeah, I think uh, the NFL draft, like you were saying, has the most. Um, that's obviously Joe. Uh, sure thing. Picks. It's interesting how football translates so perfectly. I think it's because of all the data. But they the got a lot wise, of data. Yeah. I like the Bulls getting Io from Illinois. I think he's a fine player. Low pressure. He's going to be very good. The Bulls have actually drafted pretty well over the years. Their guys, Bobby Portis, the the guys don't stay. It's like what Isaiah Thomas did with the Knicks for years, where all those like teen first round picks. I don't mean their age. I mean, the pick number was like 17, 19. They were always getting good guys. The Bulls have gotten a lot. Kobe White, although he was a little higher up of a pick. But they've done okay with some of their middle round, first round picks. But then, yeah, they trade them away and the guy does well somewhere else. Yep. Mobley, Suggs, Cunningham, Booknight, Io are the class of this draft. Io, the guy who he was picked like 30. Doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. I like that list. We'll come back to that. And now just any one last. uh, The Olympics are happening right now, of course. Any observations? Have you watched any Olympics? Have you paid I, I, attention? I watched one thing and it was just on like a uh, like a video of a, it was the mix. That's the first time they've ever done that swimming where uh, relay where it's two men, two women. Yes, that was kind of cool. Well, the, the United States lost because a woman jumped into the pool and her goggles fell off of her eyes around her face. No, she's yeah. not the one they lost time with. I watched it. Oh, really? She did okay. It was the woman after her lost. Oh, really? Doing the butterfly or something. Yeah. And they were just way behind because of that. Yeah. What was interesting, though, is I, I've watched the swimming before. It's usually everybody goes up. Everybody goes back. Everybody goes up. Everybody goes back kind of in a row. Yeah. But this was very staggered because you could you could put any person in any, any at any position and any like. Yes. Any any. Uh, Right. So you have like you have a woman doing a breaststroke against a guy doing a freestyle right. in the final. In the, and and I think groups probably don't know how to even it's such a new event. They don't even know how to place it yet. Order it. 
Yes. The only thing they did was no, they, they did actually have the strokes in order. Oh. So you had to put your person in. So it was like backstroke first, then the butterfly, then the but man or woman didn't matter. It didn't matter, though. Nope. OK. And, and the order you could have done two women and then two men, man, woman, man, woman, woman, man, woman, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought right. that was kind of neat. I, that was that it does was, mix it up and it adds a little bit more strategy uh, into the into the game. Yep. Nooch, any observations from the Olympics for you? Uh, I've only had a chance to see a little running, a little of the 800, the, I think, moo in the semis, I think, or the qualifying round. Okay. Very impressive New Jersey runner girl. Okay. I saw a little bit of the basketball, but it was a blowout. Um, so it wasn't very fun or interesting to watch. It was towards the end of the game. Men's or women's basketball? Men's, maybe Iran. Uh, oh, yes, we killed Iran. Play. Yeah, they throw Iran yeah. in there so we can, you know, get a build that margin of victory up yeah. a little bit. I don't do you think the U.S. is going to win gold in men's basketball? Mm, no. Who's the who they like? Who's the well, they already lost one to France and they lost two games that were that were practice games before that in a row. They've lost three out of their last five games for but the United States. Top seed anyway. For the, like, well, the, the seed is like whatever. I'm sure they did with all their playing stuff, but this could be the end of professionals playing for the uh, United States. I think. But but no they're way. but they have former professionals playing baseball and they're doing really well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe in basketball they need to do like in soccer where there's an age limit, where it's like all right, you got to be 24 or younger. But if you're in the NBA, that's great. But it's just you got to be 24 or younger. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, they, and, yeah. And Even that way fact, they have them now. Professionals. Yes. They say, oh, she has gone professional. Just so you know. Don't well, in know. Europe, they have more professional sports like uh, and those professional sports do better. Women's basketball, volleyball, things like that. They yeah, have a much. Professionals are often younger, too. Yes. Yes. So. So I, I think we're predicting a big change in the uh, in the Olympics. I decided that we we're just predicting that. No, it's true. I'm watching B badminton's on right now. Ah, badminton. Uh, just for the record, uh, Pat O'Brien, or Mike O'Brien as he's known, has been trolling badminton on Twitter and getting a lot of people back in his uh, replies like, oh, yeah, I'd like to see you do it. So I jumped in on that, too. And my hope is that somehow with his NBC connections, Pat o or Mike O'Brien and I will be doing some doubles badminton at some point with professionals and getting our asses kicked. Fine idea. They're awesome. You, you watch this. These people are incredible. Yeah, but it's a badminton thing, Mike. It's fun. We played right? badminton in grandma's backyard. I feel like you and I, we could hang on against one of these teams. We could get a point. No way. This, this, um, no, I don't think so. Huh? All right. We'll find it, out. Tennis is the other one. This is awesome. Yes, that, that is, is awesome. that is an awesome game. It's the, they, they play a different game than, than the, uh, recreational version. Yeah, it's it's impressive. It's harder to see. Actually, we're going to wrap up in a second here. We have less than a minute. So I'll, for, I'll forget all the rest of my points and just start thanking you guys. All right. That's the end of this episode. We uh, we had our baseball, our basketball, a little bit of Olympics. If there's any other big sports stuff that happens, I'm sure we'll do a, a football preview at some point uh, and maybe a baseball playoff preview and some soccer stuff later, too. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for this emergency message. And uh, Dan, thanks. Mike, thanks. Scott, yep. thanks.
Thank you, guys. Thank you. Good to see you guys. You too. Good to not see you. Bye. 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 <laughs>